You're not my man. You're not my man. You're a genius. Here we go. And we are, well, we were live, but we're officially live. We're live, live. What's good, everybody? What is happening? I'm excited for tonight. We got us a dope, dope, dope interview coming up. I'm John D. Contradiction. We got Reckless DWR. We're doing our, you know, this is the Who's Man series. And MC, introduce yourself for everybody when they check this out. What's up, everyone? I go by the name of 1AM. I am an independent female artist out here in Gilroy, California. Yes, <laughs> Let it know. All right. Independent female artist. What's good? That means yeah. nobody is controlling her narrative. No one owns her soul. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Fact>. <laughs> right. And my music. <laughs> or music. Fact. That's a fact. Mm -hmm. Nobody is fucking controlling the sounds, whatever you're putting out there. They're not controlling your image. And honestly, that's fantastic because it leaves you with a strange thing called freedom, <laughs> creative freedom <laughs> in this music industry, because we all know in the in the female and even in the male game. I mean, just in the music industry in general, it's it, it's chaotic. You know, oh, Kairu going to come yeah. in. Shit. This guy, you see what he said? He said, I look like I work at Foot Locker. The disrespect. Size 12 knees. All right. I don't got a striped shirt on. I don't get the reference. That joke is terrible. I hope whatever they're putting in this guy's IV gets upped until <laughs> his back pain starts in or something like that. Oh, what's good? We got trip in the building. But, anyways, shout out to you, 1 a.m. This has been long overdue. I've been a fan of your music for a hot minute. I've been, you know, checking out your music for a while and I've, I'm a fan. You know what I'm saying? Like I rock with what you're doing. And I honestly became more of a fan when I heard that you'd be producing too. So I'm like even better. And then like you're doing, you know, you're doing everything, you know, you're a hip hop Swiss army knife. So it's good to see, <laughs> it's good to see people who, who one care that much, but also just like being a student and someone who just appreciates what's going on, like who appreciates the small intricacies of this hip hop shit that we all are, you know, fans of students of, it's just dope to see someone care that much. And I, I I'm going to keep it real. It's very rare just from my end. And, you know, I, I listen to a lot of fucking hip hop, I listen to a lot of music. I've been in this music shit for a long time. It's just very rare seeing a female do something like that. You know what I'm saying? And that's super dope. Like, Cause a lot of times like, you know, and I'm not trying to put anybody in boxes or anything like that, but a lot of the female artists I know they get, they get hustled by like those producer dudes. Like, yeah, I'll put your music out. I'll record you, but it's gotta be under my label. It's gotta be under my brand. And, oh, I'll do this. I'll do that. And they just, just hustling people who are just coming into the game just with questions and stuff and they take advantage. So shout out to you. It's very, you. <laughs> it's, it's dope. Like I think, you know, ladies need to hear that because a lot of people they're like, oh, to be a lady artist, you got to, you know, you got to shake your butt and stuff like that, which ain't nothing wrong with shaking your ass. Wrong with that wrong. <laughs> yeah, like Rhapsody, I don't know what butt cheeks look like. And she's my one of my favorite female artists. Like, I've never seen Jean Grey's butt cheeks. You know what I'm saying? So you don't have to do that. <laughs> you know? Keep it real. Right, right. Mm -hmm. For real. Um, but yeah, thank you. It's it's definitely sometimes chaotic wearing a bunch of different hats, but in the end, it's like totally worth it and it's super fun. So that's like the main thing. And I always have fun with it. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's what it's supposed to be. I mean, at the end of the day, that's it's got to have a certain amount of passion. It's got to be fun. It's got to have a little bit of pain. You know what I'm saying? It can't just be like, oh, I'm just doing this to make money. <laughs> that's never that's never the right way to go about it. You know, mm -hmm. um, I appreciate that. I, you know, me being a, a fucking, I guess, an old head now since everybody wants to call me that. But me just having like a specific taste, but also just kind of being withered and beat up by like just the music industry in general. It's good to see people still have a passion because like that's I mean, that's what draws us in. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what makes us like people don't just start liking music because other people like music because it's fun. Like you start liking music as you feel something like that's what fucking makes it get to you. So I don't know where that disconnect has happened. Maybe it's in all the processed foods our kids are eating. But who knows? You know, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know. It's pretty crazy. But um, for sure, like um, I was, I was had, I had an interview um, a few days before this with another artist, and she was kind of just bringing up that whole thing about how just music is some for most people that like appreciate it. It's just something that you feel. It's just something deep within you that you feel, and there's like that. That's what it is. Like you know, so you know from birth like you just feel it you fucking i just love music so you know <laughs> and there's, no, there's no need to explain it there's no real explanation like i tell people yeah. that too like when i had my you know when i had my son the first thing he's the first thing babies do they they they, they catch melodies they dance they sing you know what i'm saying it's like the, it's our mm-hmm. first language like they'll memorize the shit out of a terrible like baby shark melody before they could even speak <laughs> like that says something. you know what i'm saying like that says something and it's like I don't know. I always, I always reference this, um, this one study that I saw online of, uh, what music does to the brain and how like music, like lights up your whole brain, like the side that people don't think. (laughs) And it's like, yo, it really is like music can fucking, I can listen to a song that used to hit for me when I was like 13 and it'll make me want to cry. And I don't even know what I was crying about then. You know what I'm saying? I just know that I cried to it. So I just want to cry again to it. Like, it's just fantastic but it is what it is but um i want to start off with a question i got a question that i'm gonna right. kick it i know my bad right? okay. i know you have some questions. i know i've been doing interviews i ain't tripping <laughs> you know, I got it. so what i want to know just from you what is your what is your take just your outlook like your view of the music industry as far as from the female side, you know what I'm saying? As far as in mainstream and in underground. Okay. Um, Um, I guess for me, let's start with mainstream. Um, For me, mainstream is just like super, I guess it depends on who you're looking at, but like, let's just take Cardi B. It's just raunchy as fuck to me. Like it's, it's raunchy and it's like, you know, I feel like it's just teaching these young women just horrible morals. Like don't fucking cook and clean. I'm, you know, or just shit like that. Or like go cheat on your man. Like I, it's yeah. just like for me, like that's just, that's just trash. Like it's yeah. just why you know that's just not raising people to be good people, regardless of how you feel about like female like roles and whatnot. So as far as like mainstream shit, I think it's trash. Um, you know, I'm not everyone is trash, but it's just some of those songs that get pushed with that message is like, you know, come on. But um, as far as like the underground, to be honest, I feel like there's a lot of females uh, that I'm I'm starting to come across too now that I'm starting to interview people too. So um, it's kind of like exciting. Like there's so many female artists coming out that are pushing really good messages. You know, they might have a little bit of that mainstream shit, but other than that, like, you know, I, I have a positive outlook when it comes to the underground. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely can agree and feel that. Like, I feel like, I mean, it's just, this is what the social media era has brought to us. Social media has taught humanity one very, very valuable lesson is that we cannot turn our eyes to negativity. Like we cannot. And it's, it's a matter of our own morals and our own like will, whether we stop ourselves from completely diving into it (laughs) or we just let ourselves go. And using that, I feel like that's definitely the tool of like marketing the mainstream. So it's very, it's easier to push just laziness and chaos and, you know, violence and negativity than it is to push like something as far as being like morally, you know, having like a bigger moral compass because it's, it's hard to be disciplined. It's hard to stick by rules. It's hard to stand by morals, you know? So that's not Mm -hmm. something want to hear so they just want to hear all the fun stuff but it sucks because it's like it's creating a war amongst people that they don't even know like i see stuff like that i've i've grown up my whole life i want to you know i want a daughter i have a son i want a daughter and hearing shit like that i'm like i don't know if i want a daughter you know (laughs) (laughs) you know i'm scared you know what i'm saying it's like and i know i'm a pretty moral guy i pretty i have pretty stand-up rules but i'm like i'm not 
bigger than the world, <laughs> you know, like maybe at the beginning, but there comes a point where, you know, teenagers and stuff, they go out to the world and they realize, Oh, this is fucking huge. Like, so what do you do? You know, it's, it's, it's very scary, but especially them pushing that message too. They're like, Oh, we don't have kids. It's like, I get it. I don't want it now. I don't want more. You know, you guys are rapping about it. <laughs> <laughs> but the underground shit is exciting because I feel like uh, the the underground scene has, I don't know. I just feel like the underground right now, is not even like what we used to think of the underground as far as just not being famous. I feel like the underground now is more so in charge of the messages that aren't being delivered. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of artists rapping about mental health and, you know, insecurities and like just dark stories, but in a positive light or like, you know, just, small victories and stuff like that. And that's, I feel like that will always find its way to like overcome, but it's just a matter of it hitting the right people at the right time type of thing, you know? Yeah. More creativity in the underground. Yeah. But, yeah, you know. but like, I, I just like, cause I know like uh, I was watching like some of them. I finally, when I came across the who's your man series, then I saw like, oh, you, you know, you interviewed that one female and I was like, oh, shit, like she's in my circle somewhat. And I, I never even came across her until I saw that interview, too. So, Raquel. yeah, she's dope. Crazy. Yeah, she's dope. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's yeah. a lot. Her music is so aggressive, but it's fun. And she was just like, oh, when I rap, I <laughs> I'm channeling my ancestors and I'm like, yeah, I feel that. <laughs> she's kind of like, she's kind of like <laughs> you where like, she's hella sweet and like, you know, hella cool. And you know, when you talk to her, but her rash, she's like aggressive as fuck and shit. Yeah. I feel like a lot of like, I don't know, man, I feel like there's such a box in like, you know, the hip hop world for ladies. And it's upsetting because, you know, like, I want to hear people snap. Like I'm a big fan of like little Sims because she challenges everyone, you know, she'll come out and like, she'll just like, I, you know, I don't fuck with these type of white people. I don't fuck with these people. I don't fuck with men. that do shit. Like that. She's aggressive. And I'm like, yeah, this is what I'm like. Get it out. Like, we, you know, you want to say it, say the shit. And she's dope. But even after like her coming out with, and like, of just a head of steam she she dumped it down <laughs> you know her last release was a little more dumbed down it was very love story-ish which is solid but you know it's like come on where's that fucking hatred where's that like you know she was she was uh, for me she was gonna take down the industry type shit but you know we get into moods i get it <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. So uh, looking back at your career, like from when you first started, you know, and seeing where you are right now, what what do you what do you uh, think about your past? Like, you know, how do you look at it now? You know, what I'm saying retrospect, the very beginning, like um, do you look at it fondly and nostalgia or how do you look at it? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like now that I'm older, um, I've definitely come to like appreciate all that shit, you know, coming up because at one point I was like pretty embarrassed about it. Like, I don't know what I was thinking, like some of the shit I rapped about or just like some of the songs I created. I'm like, what the fuck was I on? Like, <laughs> I don't know. But um, thinking back now though, like I appreciate it because I had more like hunger and it was so like apparent that I just kept creating and I kept experimenting. So now that I'm older and like experimenting, I'm like, damn, like I want, that makes me like challenge myself in a way. Like my younger self makes me challenge, like don't fucking get lazy. Like, yeah. come on, where's that hunger? Where's that drive? Continue, continue, continue. So, um, yeah, looking back, I appreciate it more. So I'm not, I'm not that embarrassed anymore about, <laughs> about my fucking name and <laughs> all my mixtapes and shit, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Back when you used to go by, uh, what was your old rap name again? Oh gosh, OG oh. Chucks. Oh, okay, that's what it was. OG Chucks. OG Chucks. Like Chuck Taylors. Oh, like Chuck. Uh, like Chuck- <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it was spelled O G C H U H K S. Explain that acronym. But it's an acronym. Explain that acronym. It's an acronym. It stands for Only God Can Help Us Here Keep Saying. It's a long ass acronym. Okay. Yeah. And you know, it's very deep. 
And your name now, 1AM. Give us that acronym. One Almighty, or it stands for I am, which is, you know, God in the Bible. He says, I am that I am. So it kind of continues that similar theme from my first name. It's just a lot simpler <laughs> and easier to say. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And you don't appear like a big old thug and shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not coming up with red trucks and red bandanas and whatnot. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's authentic. It stays, you know, it's consistent. So that's a good thing. You know, as long as it's not like full 360, like from titty boy to two chains type shit, you know, as long yeah. as like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah um, no, that's solid, though. No, I get that though. Like the, the nostalgia of things, like looking back on older projects is, is always an experience. And it's like, even like now I feel like artists going back and looking at their stuff, or if you compare artists, like if you've watched artists, you know, grow old with them, it's like, it's like a battle between like that young hunger versus that old skill. Like, you know, and it's like, you wish you had the hunger you had when you were younger, but with the skill that you have now. And it's just like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, damn bro. Like I would like, where'd that hunger go? Like, cause it's, you, like you look at some older stuff and you're like, man, the ambition was high. <laughs> like I was getting after it. And then it's like, I just didn't know how to fully get there. And now it's like, oh, I know how to get there. It's like, I don't know if I have that drive, you know, but I get it. Man. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Who are your influences coming up? Okay. Um, well, uh, Missy Elliott and Eminem, they were the first two, uh, I guess inspire me two different ways, you know. I, Eminem, I really loved for his just rawness, you know. He just didn't give a fuck, so that always just appealed to me. And then Missy Elliott working with Timberland, they just created just something shit. magical. Yeah. yeah. So those were like my two main influences. Um, but you know, like listening to just different genres in general, like um, you know, Paramore. Paramore was like something uh, a band that I always still love to this day. Um, Michael Jackson. Um, a lot of them are like singers too. Like it's fucking weird. But uh, oh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, uh, Bob Marley, um, James Brown, of course. Um, I don't know. Lauren Hill, of course. Um, there's a long list, you know, um, just a long list of freaking different artists, too. Like, <laughs> she named a lot of artists with some crazy real life issues. A lot of old school, too. Very old school, different genre. You got Bob Marley in that mix, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's, it, I mean, that's a great lineup. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Missy Elliott because Missy. Even though she gets all the praise in the world, I just can't help but feel like she is underrated. She used to make crazy music. Like, don't get me wrong. The music is super original. It's way ahead of its time. But like, you cannot forget when she used to feature on people's projects, she would snap like she fucking... So just for context, Redman's one of my favorite rappers of all time. She not only rapped like head to head with him on a track, she sang on it. <laughs> you know, she rapped and sang on it. Like, <laughs> and that's something that's just like, we're just going to ignore that. Like Missy Elliott wasn't cooking like legends on their own shit. You know what I'm saying? Like her, I feel like her praise is like, just wasn't enough. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just wasn't enough. Like she deserves more. <laughs> because we like we still haven't got another one <laughs> we have one missy Elliott. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? an outlier <laughs> and no one close it's not even like you yeah. know what I'm saying? there's no one close like yeah we got like Nas's, and they're like maybe you want to compare jay coles and all that type of stuff but like there is no one that's like oh that's the next missy or she sounds like no like no one is there there's no one in that league you know mm. wild very wild but Rant done, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get my rant. Sure. And speaking of singers, uh, how did you find out? When was the first time you realized you could sing? Uh, <laughs> so I know you were like doubting yourself for a cool minute before you even decided to sing. Um, well, I mean, um, it kind of started from when I was just little growing up. Um, 
my brother would sing in the shower all the time. So I would <laughs> I just kind of like, <laughs> I would pick up that, that habit of like, we just a concert in the shower. So that's from me, like practicing singing. And then, um, in elementary school, I was in choir for a little bit nice. and then high school, I joined choir again. So, um, I've always loved singing. It's just, I've always been kind of like insecure about my voice, I guess. Same, same with, uh, my rap voice. Like, before I was like, before when I just started, like I hated my rap voice. So I'm sure it's just like a similar journey with my singing. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, sing singing is, that's the thing with singing is tough. Cause like, it's, it's literally like your body's instrument. And it's just like any other instrument. If you don't do it, you know, it's not going to get better. You know what I'm saying? So you have to work yeah. on it. And it's, you got to go through that first stage, you know, like. You got to go just like any instrument. You got to go through that terrible, terrible learning stage. But once you start to get comfortable, you get a few notes in your system, then then you get the confidence to build up. But it's it's tough. Like I've been attempting singing my whole career and I'm still not comfortable. I can <laughs> give me like five takes. I can do layers, but every single one of them by themselves, I'm going to hate. <laughs> I'm going to hate everything. Yeah, myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a bit of perfectionist. So like when I do create like a singing song, then I'm just like super critical about it. And I, it sometimes it's hard to release like the sun, the sun was like one of those songs where I was like, should I release it? I'm like, you always have like fire, you always have like fire ass songs or beats or stuff that you're just like, not sure of. And just like, dude, this is yeah, going to What are you doing? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I got a whole vault from the freaking yeah. pandemic, so you know, <laughs> we'll, I'll be, I'll be releasing those, and you can let me know what you think. For sure, for sure. <laughs> and if somebody were to like, you know, ask like, oh, let me hear a song you're singing. Like, what would be the best song that would be like the best example to showcase your singing? Well, for sure, the sun. Um, but yeah. I think if if the sun wasn't on the table, I'd probably say. Um, What's that song? I have so many damn songs. Um, the one I'm like, where you think you going? You you know what I'm talking about? It's all four yeah, letters. That, stay. Yeah, I don't stay. even know the own title. My own fucking song. Yeah, no, <laughs> stay. Stay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> stay. I would, I would say stay. Sure. That's like the first first like good singing song, and then mm -hmm. then the sun. I would say those were the two that I'd be like for sure. Go listen to those, and then you could judge me on my other shit. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I remember Four Letters was like the first project you ever actually, for sure, like just completely dove into the singing world and just started showcasing that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, because uh, before you'd like kind of do it, but then like you just like, you know, just not really fully commit to it, just like a little like your layer here and there. <laughs> but, yeah, just like a little, I just throw a little flair in there. But um, yeah, The Sun was one of those songs that really challenged me to like really be like, okay. Let me just sit down and try not to think about shit and just do it. And then it came out the way it came out. And I'm like, I even I'm like, how how can I redo that? Like, what the fuck? You know, it's like a weird thing with me, but that's just my writing process, I guess. Yeah. No, yeah, we all have that word. Like we just like outdo ourselves. We're like, fuck, what, what was I doing? How did I feel when I was there? I need to do that again. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what did I do? Like <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's a tough, it's like such a tough reality too. Cause it's like, man, I I love stuff like that. Like singing, especially singing stuff like vibey type stuff. And I'm like, man, I want to make this. And then if you pull it off, it's like, I, I wish I could do this again. You know, even after you just, yeah, it's like, yeah. I'm like, uh, and then, um, you know, people hit me with like, can you do more songs like the sun? I'm like, I don't know if I can oh. like shit, just like, let it happen yeah. naturally. Yeah. Bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's always the um, worst when but, they ask, tell you what to do. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I'm like, oh, dude, and the just, pressure is like, oh, then it's like, fuck. Especially if you, yeah. were thinking, <laughs> you were thinking like, damn, man, I wish I could make more like this. And they're like, yo, you should do more like this. And you're like, shit, now I have to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or you think? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I definitely, I'm definitely getting drawn into that. Because before I even started rapping, that's what I did. Like, I would write poetry and I would write singing songs. It's just like, you know, I was just super insecure about my singing voice. So I was like, what else can I do? I'm like, Missy Elliott raps. Let me just fucking, I'm just gonna like copy her flow and try to teach myself how to rap, you know? And that's 
that's how I literally taught myself how to rap. I just rapped over Missy Elliott beats and try to like, you know, replace my lyrics with her flow. And then from there, I was just able to kind of grow with that and continue practicing, you know? That's fire. Damn, that's all the, all the, I, I tend to notice all the, the more sensitive artists, including myself, started off with poetry. <laughs> and we're just like, once the poetry hits a point where people are like, yo, this is actually pretty good. It's just like someone, just the devil behind our ear, like, yo, you should rap. You should rap. <laughs> Take your fucking poetry turn them into bars, you know? And it's just like, really, fuck here and there. And that's where it starts, you know, like that's just, it's just, you can't help it. I mean, what's next? You know, that's the timeline. That's the, that's the progression. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the next, uh, you have how many albums now? Like 18 uh, million? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I was thinking, dude, I was fucking thinking that too. Cause I was gonna, I'm going to be performing back to it. And I'm like, in that song, mm -hmm. I'm like, I got 14 tapes. I'm like, I do not have 14 tapes. I oh, gotta I update that number. I'm pretty sure I'm going to update that shit. Um, I want to say eight, maybe you're right, 18. I don't know. I need to go back and like calculate. So I remember when you dropped that song with Angel, uh, We Back. Uh, that was before you dropped uh, B-Side. B so that was when mm -hmm. you had 17. You said 17. And then you dropped this one. Okay. So that must be okay. 18. Probably 18. I'm like, I like catalog her whole fucking like, career. 19 on the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold on. When did you, when was the first release? When did the first release drop? How long? Like, how first, long? First, uh, let's talk about that. Yeah. First, first ever. Shit. The realest. Um, yeah, number one of <laughs> You never heard I'm Just Me, How Reckless. Which one? I'm Just Me. It was like a really shitty ass mixtape I put out on that YouTube. That was the one that was on your YouTube. Oh. I'm like, I have like, it's like a phone selfie. That's my cover. Yeah, I, I heard that one. That was the first one. <laughs> it's still up on YouTube too, if you want to check it out on her, on her way, way. 2012? Right or two thousand around that time. Shit, two thousand. But she's right before like, man. Julio. Yeah, I was like sixteen, going on seventeen. Um, That's insane. Yeah, that was like my <laughs> first first. I need to work more. I'm like <laughs> putting out three EPs in the next week because of that. I'm putting out some tapes. Since then, I think I started in like two thousand nine. And I think I have seven, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe eight. Sheesh. Yeah, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to really think about what and when I dropped that. But yeah, it's been a, it's been a long ass time. It's been like eight or nine years, I think. Right. Oh, eight years. Yeah. Eight years ago. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Yeah, so I've been doing this for a long time and it still feels like some what's up? That's like two projects a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, like when I first started, like I was hungry. I was like, I would just stay up all night, like straight up, just stay up all night, fucking, you know, like three, four in the morning recording and shit. And then in a few hours I'd have to wake up, go to school. So that's kind of like, I guess, what influenced my name now, 1am, because I would start around 12 or 1. I used to live on a busy street, so the only time I could record was like at that time. So I'd be writing all day long, and then by the time it hit 12, I was like, okay, nobody fucking make noise. I'm going to record. <laughs> <laughs> that's when the traffic stopped on 6th Street, so you can hear yeah. nothing more. <laughs> yeah, I lived on a busy-ass street down the street from a police station, too, so it's just super like ridiculous so location. <laughs> yeah but but now like you know um i'm glad that i did that though because now i am where i am and i'm like you know super happy about it you know yeah been a long time since the days of pressing up cds like this one and shit oh shit oh remember shit. that one remember that I one remember that. oh my gosh there's no cover yeah <laughs> uh, so i have all your old shit bro like all that shit oh know? man you are a real one, Reckless, for real. Thank you. <laughs> there you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, next question I got for you is uh, those B-sides, the window. Tell us that process. Yeah, so um, when I was doing Window Side A, I had a lot of music for that project, but mm. when I got down to it, I was like, okay, 
what says what I'm trying to say in this project, you know? So I went through all the songs and I'm like, this doesn't fit, this doesn't fit, this doesn't fit, you know? Because I was trying to just relay a specific message. So once When Decide A was released, then, you know, I had all these songs <laughs> just around, you know? And I'm like, you know what? This is still a part of that story because, you know, it didn't fit that particular thing, that particular message I was saying, but this is still part of my story a continuation of that. So Window Side B contains, you know, a few of those songs from that original one and a few new ones, you know. That's dope. And like how many songs from the old one made it to this one? Mm -hmm. um, for sure, I want to say three and one of them was kind of like rewritten to fit, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> Which one was that one? um type of way type of way okay. that was that was ran on a different beat and then um i was like okay this just doesn't fit you know it was a little it was a little more of like a darker um vibe and then um i was kind of like rethinking the lyrics and stuff like that so and then from there i was like uh you know i want to throw some hip-hop shit in there so i like mm -hmm. wanted to sit down with a turntable and like actually add some scratches and shit in there so that was like the first nice. time yeah so that that song was like rewritten redone from side a and um featured the homie on it too so yeah Oh yeah, I remember um, when uh, I did the review for that one. You were saying you did the scratches and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fire, pretty fun. <laughs> I want to continue doing that and practice. You know, keep practicing that shit. So yeah, yeah. yeah that whole equipment's a whole new world, but it's a good time. You appreciate DJ like legit DJs more, not like the iPad guys, but like the oh yeah. That's <laughs> when they go crazy. You're like, holy shit! Like you know, that took some work to get to that level. Yeah. Oh yeah, the fucking timing, you know, that's the main yeah. thing too. They used to timing. Like, it. Yeah, no, the timing. Like back, I think of like back in the day when they like mark shit with a pencil and like, like the pioneers of it. And it's like, bro, that's some engineering. <laughs> like you know, like that's some fucking work. My uncle used to used to DJ back in the day, and he had like a picture that I when I was growing up, I'm like, this is the most, this is the hardest picture I've ever seen. It's like him and my other uncle and his brother. They like flat tops and like gold chains and like fucking. Mm -hmm you know, suits, they look crazy. And he used to DJ like crazy. And like, he, he recently bought like a whole new setup and he's like, yo, this shit is easy. <laughs> he's like, it's the easiest shit ever. And I'm like, yeah, he was like, I jumped into this scared. Like I was going to have to learn stuff. He's like, yeah, the shit I used to do back in the day was a thousand times harder than this. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> all that, that old equipment is humbling. <laughs> That's oh, very yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My my friend uh I had traded like uh I'm pretty sure I traded a controller or something and he traded me a DJ controller, like you know, just the USB ones. So um my homie Kai that's on the song, he actually has like vinyl <laughs> turntables. So he kind of gave me some pointers on how to like actually do it on the electric one. So mm. it's kind of cool looks experience, yeah. but it's definitely like very humbling, like you said. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's super humbling. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Even like learning, like, um, I, you know, I, I make my own beats and stuff, but like with like a little record player and like learning to like rip records and stuff like that with like the software and stuff, I'm like, Oh, this is easy. But then I like looked at the old ways. Cause I like to see how the originators used to do stuff. And I'm like, man, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have lasted <laughs> back in those days. <laughs> they were out here working like this shit was crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, with the release of this new tape, um, would you say that this is your your favorite new project, your favorite project of all of them? Or do you have a special like old project that you have still dear, dear to your heart? Uh, um, For sure, Window Side B, obviously, because it's my newest project. It's my favorite yeah. one. Um, but I was like kind of being forced to revisit some of my shit um, recently. And I kind of like miss that whole vibe of antique yeah you know what i'm talking about that yeah. whole vibe where it's like um it's like kind of modern but then i'm still like you know with the lyrics and whatnot but there's just like a certain energy that i was trying to recreate in winter heat that i just i love about antique so mm -hmm. i'd probably say antique is probably one of my oldest favorite projects no, and that's actually their first time ever being, you know, 1 a.m. on this. Yeah, that was my you first know. 1 a.m. project. Yeah. 
So, my little home studio. Yeah, well, you can still <laughs> see the whole studio in the back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I built a booth out of freaking uh, ply. Was I think it was plywood or something? It was like super unsafe. <laughs> yeah, it was like, and then all like it was hella small and shit. Like, oh, like it was my size. So like, yeah, I had like, reckless come over one time. He's like super tall. He's like, like oh, my let, me just, let me just pull out the mic stand and you could just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was not fitting in there. No fucking way. <laughs> so. uh when it comes to this project, uh, like you did a lot of production on it. So like, what was the first time you ever decided to start your, on the producing side and what was your first piece of equipment you started on? Yeah, that's the good stuff. That's what I want to know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Repeat the first question. It got choppy. Sorry. Well, I, I, I suck at asking questions sometimes. Um, basically like when you started producing, you know, I noticed you do producing on your last project. Like mm-hmm. what made you decide to start producing and what was your first piece of equipment? Okay. Um, way back when I was in middle school, um, I was just chilling with my friends and I've never had an iPod, iPod before, like an iPod touch. So my friend had that and he had like this beat like app or whatever. So that was the first time I think I was like a seventh grader. I made like a little beat on my friend's iPad iPod touch or whatever. So from there that always kind of like, I'm like, Ooh, like I need to like get money so I can, <laughs> so I can afford an i an iPod. So I was like always focused on that shit. And then later in high school, I actually got my first laptop and my cousin actually got me FL studio, like a cracked version of it. <laughs> so that was like my first time actually making uh, my beats on there. I didn't have like any equipment. I would just like click, you know, I'd pull up the little piano roll and, you know, start like adding MIDI notes and whatnot. So I think that was probably, I want to say I was like maybe a sophomore when I got FL studio. Um, and then from there, um, at some point I was like, this shit is fucking whack. I want to like physically touch, you know what I mean? Like I would see people with like NPCs and I'm like, how do I get that? Like, where do I get that? What is that called? You know? Um, and then I don't know who introduced me to machine machina native instruments. Um, but I don't remember quite when I got it, but I got a, a little machina micro and it's like a little like touchpad, kind of like NPC, but it's like, you know, connected to the DAW. Um, and then from there, it's just always been something I've been addicted to, just making beats here and there, you know. And then um, I Reckless knows this, but when I first started making beats, I never w- would rap on them. I'd be like yeah. too afraid to rap on them just like i'd be afraid to fucking rap so yeah i would just have a bunch of weird ass beats that i made and um didn't know what to do with them so i actually still have some too like in the vault but i will um, much still she deleted still <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um i don't even know what mixtape too like at at one point um i just decided i think it was antique but i'm not entirely sure what dark i actually letters, like, letters you use your own dark letters. Yeah, yeah i started like implement, implementing my own beats and like i'm just like fucking i'm gonna rap on it so um yeah nice Kurt Brody, what's up <laughs> <laughs> he said you uh you know his boy ace hey hell <laughs> yeah <laughs> Kurt's the man uh so i have a question so um what do you use now for your producing I'm still, I'm still on machine. Um, but I'm kind of like starting to experiment with like actual instruments. So like I have, like you kind of see that guitar back there. I have a guitar, a bass. I just bought it like a drum pad thing. So I'm starting to, uh, like produce in Cubase. It's a little bit easier for me. So, um, yeah. So Cubase and machine, those are like my two favorite, favorite uh, okay, solid, solid. I remember Cubase. I used to rock with Cubase back in the day. I um, I've upgraded a lot, but now I rock with a. I got an MPCX, and I've learned to love the MPC software. <laughs> Everybody like <laughs> on it, and I'm like, yo, this software is dope. Like I use that, and then if I for like my other mixing and stuff, I use Logic. But like the MPC software is solid, and they have like a version of it on the phone, which is okay. not. 
exactly the same, but it's still, it's, you know, if you know how to use the software, you can use it on the phone. So I could like sample shit on the street. You know what I'm saying? Like I could do whatever. Cause like, you know, these new iPhone microphones and shit are fantastic. So it, it, it's super clean. Like, so I could just, but even this, I could carry this shit around. I love the MPC, but it's, it's dope learning. Like just, just drum machines in general are insane. Cause like I love this, <clears throat> I, um, shout out to my homeboy, little Vic who put me on, he, he sold me a old, uh, MPC, the one of the two thousands and I, that shit was tough, but I learned from that. And I was like, that was an experience that took me like four months to make like a, a like a good sounding beat, like my first beat. And I was like, yo, I love this thing. And then I got this MPC and now I'm like a, the X and I'm like a spoiled brat. I'm like, it's the easiest shit, <laughs> but I love it. I mean, I could do anything with this. I can hook anything up to it. I got my little piano. I got my little station for when I get my harmonica sampling on. Like it's, it's dope hearing <laughs> equipment. Yeah. You know, like, you know, that's music though. You know, that's part of, oh, yeah. yeah, it's part of that. Everyone just has to find what they like and it's dope. Like, you know, I always, I even told Reckless, like when I reviewed your project, the second project, because I reviewed two of your projects, I was like, yo, I fuck with her production. Like, yo, I would love to work on something, you know, just one, because of your sound, but two, it's like, it's good to spread, you know, spread the love, you know, everybody's got yeah. to work together type shit. Mm-hmm. No, hell yeah. Um, I kind of want to add to your MPC thing uh, real quick. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, my homie Kai, um, he's, he also has MPC live. So he actually let me borrow it for like a week. Um, and I was like, you know, just messing with him. I'm like trying to figure it out and shit. And I'm like, I get what you mean about like everyone hates the, the fucking software. It took yeah. me like two days to actually yeah. make a, yeah, it was pretty cool though. I was like, this is like a different experience without a computer screen in front of your face. You know what I mean? So yeah. Definitely, uh, like you know, appreciate the NPC, but for sure, I'm like I'm a machina person. <laughs> a machina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you gotta find that one software you like. Like I've, I've messed with Fruit, Fruity Loops. And I didn't like it. I used to record on Cubase. I used to do when I was making beats lazily. I just had like a, you know, my little keyboard. I'd mess around on Logic, and then mm-hmm. I don't know something just when I got the NPC, I was like, I'm gonna learn like not only the software on there, but like the desktop version of the software. I'm like, I'm going to learn it. And mm-hmm. it was, it, you do have to learn it, you know, being someone who's used a bunch of those other softwares. I was like, this is a whole new world. But once I learned it, I was like, man, I love this. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm like hooked on it. And I'm always like selling it to people. Uh, uh, fucking. Um, so 88 keys, he, he's the one who got me to uh, go into it. So I had, uh, I was working with him, and, uh, you know, I was at his place. He was making a few beats for me and I saw him just using it. And I'm like, what the hell? So I'm like, what the hell software is this? I'm like, it's all red and black. I'm like, this looks cool. What the hell is that? And he's like, no, it's the actual MPC software. And I was like, okay. I'm like, all right, it looks weird. And then when I downloaded it, I was like, this is fucking weird. But now that I learned it, I'm like, I'm like a, a salesman for them now. I'm like, yeah, you should try it. <laughs> <laughs> I love the MPC. Maybe, maybe I'll check it out. I'm kind of like a, a techie nerd in a way. So, like, I've tried like Roland's and Beats. You've ever heard of that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've tried, I've tried, I try like random shit. Like, I'll just go on. Yeah, they're know. fun. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, I'm totally down to try to check it out. Um, I like Logic Pro X too. Yeah, Logic Pro X is, Logic Pro X is nice because it's so user friendly yeah. and it's got like cheat codes in there like that the um the auto drummer is the funnest tool ever it makes any like just drums for anything you could switch genres but i'm surprised you didn't fall in love with the live i i love the live like when i, uh, I tried when I, it but i, I guess because i'm so used to i'm so used to like the machine and they they actually came out with you know their own version of it it's just like super yeah. <laughs> super freaking expensive but um i don't know like yeah it's just for me it's just like super yeah. flowy but I mean, you know, to each his own, as long as you're producing some yeah, fire, yeah, yeah. Shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's all that matters. At the end of the day, it's what's coming out of it. You know, if you're getting your yeah. money, money's worth. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, of all the songs you've produced, what would you say is your best, like, uh, example of your production of you being, like, at your best? Hmm. 
it's going to be something that evolves. Even other people's stuff. Even it doesn't have to be your album. It could be other people's shit too, if you like that. Yeah, beat. She's just hiding. She don't want nobody to rap on. Oh, no. Those are in the ball. Huh? Yeah, those are in the ball. Um, I gotta pull them out though. Like I can't just like sit on them. But um, fuck, dude. Yeah, there is something in the vault. I sampled. Uh, I actually sampled some vinyl okay. and flipped it and chopped it up and tweaked it. And oh man, it's just like mind-blowing but um i'd probably say the sun i mean the sun is like another example of me flipping a sample and making it completely like yeah even i'm like like damn like i you know like i, I sampled like the main parts but then i added you know some of that more bass and little sparkle at the top and you know kind of added like a like a chop in it you know dun 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 like that yeah. so i'd probably say the sun for sure like i think I, if I can make more beats like that, fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, I'll, I'll know it. <laughs> that song, yeah. that song is so dope. But yeah, I, yeah, like there's nothing better than like completely flipping a sample. Like it's one thing to like make little tweaks to it and loop it, but when you completely change it into something else, it is like, you know, you get that victory. You're like, man, they couldn't scan this. You know, I can't get no copyright flag for this. Like this shit is amazing. Yes. Yes. Up on the back. Yes. Good job. Oh Good job. yeah, like <laughs> I, like it. now I've learned that though. Like this is an important lesson I think to all like people who freaking sample is like if you're gonna sample something and you're gonna flip it, make sure you check on that little like you know Shazam or whatever the fuck and see if it comes up. And if it doesn't come up great you can to go like shazam you know people sleep like shazam is such a powerful tool i actually so i got hustled by a couple of producers well one producer we talked about him the other day that yeah. no, a couple of times now <laughs> a couple of times so this one dude about it. I, I got yeah i'm still upset about it i got three exclusive beats from this dude and then two of them i heard on projects just randomly reviewing them for the page <laughs> And I was so pissed. I was like, this son of a bitch, he hustled me. But sure enough, um, when I first called him out, because I've called him out every time, when I first called him out, I was like, yo, bro, what the hell's going on? He's like, nah, man, I'll send you another exclusive. He sent me a beat and I shazammed it. And there's some like, you know, MC, you know, curly fries or something like that rapping on it. <laughs> so I was just like, yo, fuck this dude. But now, like anytime I get beats from people, I have the habit of like shazamming the intro, the first few seconds, just to, you know, to check my, you know, to check my own, you know, back. Oh, because yeah. like, these are ruthless on the internet. <laughs> these are crazy ruthless. So they get their money, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, um, I've so like from when I first started, I would always get you know beats off YouTube, you know. Um, and then at one oh, point, yes. I was like, I was she like, slid that in there real quick. Beats off YouTube. <laughs> but anyways, um, but yeah, after that, I was like, I'm not gonna ever touch YouTube nope. beats ever, and I would just produce my no. own shit. And then you know, um, after that, at one point, I'm just like, okay. Let's just go to the local producers and just boom. <laughs> and then it's been awesome ever since. Fuck YouTube producers, no offense. <laughs> but if you're if you're selling beats and you know that you're like, you know, just fucking looping it and shit, like you suck. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. You know, you like you're lazy. <laughs> Stop being lazy. <laughs> Don't call yourself a producer if you're just looping it. Yeah. And it sucks because it like screws everyone. Like it's just a, it's a bad look. It screws everyone over. And it's like, that's why I tell a lot of dudes, especially like upcoming artists, whenever like younger cats who are like, yo, you got any tips or like something to help me get into the game. And I'm like, yo, honestly, learn how to make some beats because that shit is not only going to save you so much money, it's going to save you so much heartache and time and then by the time you're done, like learning how to make beats and you get the equipment for it, you're probably going to have half of a recording studio at that point. Once you get good, because you know how it is to get obsessed with equipment. You're like, oh, I need this. Now you're buying shit. You never thought you wouldn't even know what they were like a year before. And then it's like, yo, and by then you just saved yourself money. Like you save money, you save time and you also have developed skills that can make you money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That can make you money. So it's like, yeah, there's, it's like, take the time, <laughs> take the fucking time. It's like, mm -hmm. not going nowhere. 
Yeah. Or another thing too is, uh, you know, people say support your local artists, support your local producer as well. You know? Yeah. That's a fact. And it's like, that's the thing too. That's crazy. It's like these dudes online, these YouTube dudes and all that stuff with their, with their shitty contracts and their, you know, they're trying to rope you in and steal money from you when you have someone who literally you could probably go to their house and like, listen to their stash of like dope beats because they just don't have the confidence to put it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That dude. Um, I don't know if you guys remember uh, when game put out documentary, the 2.5. Yeah. That, was good. that dude that he found who produced like most of it, it was like some young dude. And he, he like made the dude make him like 300 beats. <laughs> like he like went crazy with some local dude that like nobody knew. And it's like, that's the type of energy you need. Like that dude was local and like game. Someone who doesn't need to find someone cheap or local <laughs> did. <laughs> he stole pretty much beats from like young cats. So it's like, yo, capitalize on that shit rather than go on the internet the lazy way and get hustled. <laughs> <Sorry, yeah. laughs> Here released. Fucking guy. Yeah. So top five time. What's your top five fair rappers? Yeah. Top five artists or top five rappers? Give me both. Give me both. both. You just okay. set yourself up both now. Yeah. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> you should also add in, just to throw in there, is okay. top five local artists. Just local saying. artists, all right. Yes. <laughs> you know, we got we to, gotta, like, you know, shout out our It's army, a tricky you know? question. I'm going to come in with who are the, the bottom five. And then you got to say the worst local artist too. I don't want yeah, to. We'll do that. We'll do that happened in the last interview. Tomato at you during your show type. Right. Thing, you know? So we'll start with top five rappers. Um, okay. It's always changing. So if you could judge That's me, good. whatever. I don't care. Um, I just, I just like found out who Shay Nor was. So true. like all the way to the fucking top. I'm like, Bro, like just straight mind blown. Um, you go to her catalog, she's cooked some of the top underground. Right? <laughs> my favorite album last year, the um, the Ransom and uh, the Rome Streets album, and she went toe to toe with them. Like Ransom, yeah. fucking attacked Joe <laughs> Budden on wax, and Rome Streets is one of the deadliest pens out here, and she's just casually hanging out on a song at their level. She's she's the truth. She's the truth. So. Yeah, Shaynor, like super mind blown. Um, I like Dreezy. I don't know if you've heard her. Okay. She's yeah. I, I've been loving G uh, Dreezy lately. Um, for some reason, basic ass sometimes, but I like Bia, Bia, Bia. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mac Miller, and yeah. I'm gonna put Logic in there. Just <laughs> Big move. Yeah, this whole stream. a <laughs> soundboard ready, bro. Come on now. Yeah, I know. I don't have the soundboard. Yeah. Know. But um, yeah, those are I guess my top five for uh the last two months, I guess. Um, okay. and then top five artists. Um, Dominic Fike. Not they're not in a particular order. I just shout out to, to Fike on Euphoria. <laughs> Dominic no spoilers. Fike. No spoilers. <laughs> Paramore is still there. Yeah. Uh, Silk Sonic, I've like been super Fire. obsessed with with both of them. Um, yeah. Revolution still always. Yeah. A, so five, yeah. That's five. Fire. Fire. So shout yeah. out for Revolution on that list. One of my favorite. Hell yeah. Hell yeah! I can listen to them like all day. Like they're just you all know right. chill ass band. <laughs> <laughs> always. Um, Talk to me about your breakaway uh, artist society. How did that start? Yes. Yeah, so, what made you start going to the podcast interview world? Off, it put me yeah, on. Yeah. You gotta explain this to me. Guy on what we talking about? I know Reckless is the homie. I don't, I don't know, know what to do. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So, um, <laughs> at some random point, maybe like a year ago or something, um, I came up with this idea of breakaway artist society, which is basically like. Um, I guess just encouraging artists to stay independent or, you know, like encourage independent art and doesn't have to necessarily be music, but just an independent grind or hustle entrepreneurship. So that has like started as an idea. And then coming into like this new year, I was like, I know a lot of like really 
chill ass artists, you know, that are doing it. And I kind of want to talk to them and just kind of get their experience of what it's like being an independent artist. What is the, you know, some of the shit they got to go through. Like nobody ever talks about like money, finances, you know, like just kind of like the little things that nobody tells you. So that's kind of like what I've been trying to dive into and like, um, I guess help that get that information to help other people that want to start making music or, you know, start photography or whatever, you know? So, Oh, I see. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of that because I offer shit like that just quietly. Like when I like to talk to artists that I like believe in, I'm not going to just do it to some kid who's, you know, showing his teeth on his pictures and drinking something that's a bright color, but (laughs) I do rock shit like that. Like I definitely think that's something in the, just in the underground that's fucking necessary. Like it's, it's a nightmare, even just like, Hey, you want to start your own LLC as far as like, you want to be a label, you want to fucking do like, Oh, you had a good year as an artist where you made some money. It's like, Oh, you made enough money to have to do your taxes. Like, you know, there's a lot of shit that, that can scare a fight like that. And I get it. Like if you want to just, Oh, I want to make music and have fun. And then you get hit with all this legal shit. And then you're like, Oh wait, licensing ASCAP BMI. What the fuck's going Mm -hmm. on? If I put it on kid, it was just going to be out there. And it's like, no, there's more steps, bro. And like, that's what these label, that's their incentive. Like that's the incentive incentive of all these labels. Like, yeah, we'll just take half and we'll do all the busy work. But it's like, yo, that shit is busy work, but it's five minutes of your day. It's 10 minutes of your time. (laughs) it's not a lot it's not worth 50 percent of your ownership it's not worth any percentage of your you know what i'm saying like so exactly yeah artists need they need that they need to hear that and and is there's not enough outlets that are legit like you can you know everybody can youtube university but there's so much goobers and it's like dudes who don't even make music. Like, Hey, welcome to my YouTube. Let me teach you guys. And it's just super corny. <laughs> Smash that like button. Yeah. <laughs> make sure you hit the bell. Subscribe. Yeah. And then you find out, Google them. And it's like, Oh, this person's dad's a millionaire. It's like, this fucking guy is making goddamn music. Yeah, it's fucking fraud. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Cause I, I, as a, you know, as an independent artist, I didn't know that if you are streaming and you get checked, technically you are a sole proprietor yeah so i got hit with a 1099 so i was like oh i wish i knew about this so i'm like let me ask other artists that you know like go through this shit um same thing with like uh just being an artist and like signing to a label like i've only interviewed i think like one or two people that actually have experience with that you don't necessarily have to be a mainstream artist to get a contract and whatnot so i don't think that i think that's all stuff that nobody really talks about so and you know in the music um underground scene so that's kind of just like stuff i want to kind of cover and like bring to light with this breakaway artist society stuff so um yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's good because people need those like warnings when they get into it you know what i'm saying because maybe they have like a good amount of money say to start and then they just like spend it all like in places that they don't probably shouldn't and if mm-hmm. they didn't know shit like you know they get you know a hard lesson learned you know when it could have been avoided by you know watching one of these podcasts or something to let yeah. people know yeah. like what you need to know to get into this because a lot of shit you don't tell you i learned the hard way a lot of shit you know yeah. we take L's in this yeah. game a lot and yeah, the, yeah, it's crazy. You learn a lot of stuff step by step, but it would have helped to hear stuff because like I'll have moments where I'm like, yo, I need to find a podcast on some more business shit just to want to like get some sort of insight. But this music shit, it's like it shouldn't be so hard to find, but it's so specific that it's like, yo, it's mm-hmm. difficult. Like even for like when you get hit with a 1099 and it's like all I needed was somebody to tell my dumb ass to just keep track of shit that I bought that I, you know, like if I would have fucking kept my like PayPal transaction that this bum ass studio, you telling me I could have had a write off of some shit, you know what I'm saying? Little things. Everything, you know, and gear, even, even equipment, even, um, even outfits for going to performances, like gas money, money, exactly. So yeah, like that's the type of shit that I, yeah, Yeah. so that's the kind of shit I want to bring up. And, um, you know, even if it's just like little gems here and there, I think it's worth it versus just not ever talking about it or knowing about it, you know? People need it, honestly. And it's like, it sucks because like, 
this gen like the mainstream is pushing these kids to just be lazy, but it's like they need it the most. You know what I'm saying? Like they need it the most. Like because you know when that shit hits you, it 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 really hits you. Like you know, like you get dicked. Oh, I have a perfect story for that, and it like kind of broke my heart. Okay, so I'm kind of a geared nerd junkie. Like I look for used gear. Like that guitar I fucking got for like fifty bucks, like just from some random dude. So I'm always like looking. You know, I'm like getting used gear so this kid was um i think he was like 16 he was selling a microphone and an interface and and i met up with him and, and i was like you know is there anything wrong with it why are you selling it and he's like oh i just don't know how to use it and i was like but i i was like um you know there's youtube like i can show you right now how to use it if you want to like rethink this and like you know go ahead and make some music like you know but he was just like, nah, like, I'm just, it's too hard. Like, so I was like, all right, I'll buy it, whatever. But it's just like, damn, like, you know, this kid could have, you know, you never know. He could have been really good with it, but he just He's didn't want to try it. He's going to build a passion. He's going to start learning equipment. And then he's going to regret that. He's It's like, yeah, I sold some girls some shit that was fire. She tried to show me it. My dumb ass just sold. He's going to be complaining. Dude, it was brand new. It was brand new. Oh, he sold it for me for a hundred bucks. It was like, you know, worth like 200. <laughs> it was like a whole setup. And I'm like, dude, I literally could show you how to use this on my phone. Like I got an app. We could plug it in. I'll show you how to record. Whatever. Like I was totally willing to help him. And then, uh-huh. you know, I was like, you know, come through to a show, you know, if you want to yeah. learn about music, you know, but the, I, I don't know what's up with the use, bro. MC50, this micro composer, this thing's old as hell. And I got this from, um, I'm trying to remember what the hell it was from, but it was like just someone like moving and they were just like, whatever. But I got like a whole setup of just old music equipment. And all I need is the plugs, but I got it for like five bucks. And I'm like, the more I look into it, I'm like, this is not five bucks. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> this is not five bucks. I got some yeah, I got like this um this old school dope like tape player and it's it's my uh I call it my car mix proof. Like whenever I mix something, it's like USB but it's a tape player. I can make tapes on it too, which is dope. But Whenever I have like a mix, uh, for some reason, I don't know why, but when I play my mixes on this, if it sounds good on this, I know it's going to sound good in my car. But I, I think I convinced myself that, so I just don't go outside. But I, I stand by it. My mixes sound solid. <laughs> but, yeah, that thing too, super cheap. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, some people don't even know. Some people yeah, don't, they don't even want to get the knowledge to know either, which is the most heartbreaking part about it. Failure, <laughs> failure is how you learn, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. You try something, you fail, and then you learn from it, and you try something different, and then. But see the new age, the new, gener- new new generation oh. don't do that. They fail. I know. They, I they know. It drives me crazy. Yeah, they, they call it. They don't, they don't take opportunities either <laughs> when they're given. They just yeah. let mm-hmm. them fly by. Yeah, yeah they say opportunity crazy. knocks, but don't beg. Yeah. No. <laughs> Very wild shit, but I mean, it is what it is. But um. Mm-hmm. All right, man, you got any closing questions? We're hitting that mark. You know what I'm saying? Oh, dude, I only got one last thing. Just like, you know, what's next for one end? What's the next project? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so um, what's next for me for right now is I just took on a studio in Santa Cruz. So I'm going to be, you know, engineering and recording and working with artists. So I'm excited for that. Um, I also am working on a project with Angel who's featured on Windowside B. So we got like, you know, a project coming out and I have a lot of music in the vault that I think I'm just going to focus on releasing. And while that's being released, I can focus on like what I'm trying to do right now. I'm trying to like work with real instruments. I'm trying to figure out how to make it sound a certain way kind of like quest love mixed with like erica badu mixed you know like i'm i want a specific sound so i guess that right now that's what i'm gonna focus on while you know <laughs> while those projects come out and let's you know go out <laughs> in the world that's fire that's fire hey when you go to this setup you're gonna be helping engineering i'm gonna send you a blow up of our mascot and a, our worst review to motivate them. You got to put it right in the booth. 
We want them to be afraid to record any whackness. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna put the red eyes on the picture and just have it staring right at the microphone. <laughs> no, but yo, know, real shit. This was super fucking dope. I'm very excited for what you have next. Unfortunately, I realized I reviewed most of your stuff, so it's like. I got to let someone else do it. So Reckless clearly can't. He's got every copy of every damn thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I would have given all fire and all diamonds. I'm excited for everything you got going. And, um, yo, let me know if you ever need anything for like the other things you have as far as like things to help other artists and stuff. I'm very good with like putting together templates and like spreadsheets and all sorts of stuff. So I'm always down to pitch in if you need anything for me, anything at all, you know, you could reach out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe, um, if you're willing, I, maybe I can interview you for artists at work and you can just there you drop go. hella gems, you know, <laughs> all I do is talk. I love the sound of my own voice. <laughs> I'll talk all day. Another man than us. I hate my voice. <laughs> I, love, I talk to myself all day. It's just it's part of my lunacy. But no, I'm a hundred percent down for that. Always down. You know, super down for that. Super down for any sort of cross collaboration. And I still, it's, I still want to work with you. I know you're a busy person, but I still want to work. So we, we just will gotta talk. set it up and. That, that's how I do it. It's just like if if we don't set something, it's just kind of flowing everywhere. But if you set something, let's just do it. You know. So right, yeah. you, know, you know, I love I love working on music and I love collaborating. So I'm totally down. All right, super down. But yeah, all right, man. This was super, super, super dope. You know, you're high key. You inspire me. You make me want to do more. I mean, you got double the amount of releases that I've had in my career. <laughs> Longer, like this is great. No, not but, including, we're not including the collaboration tapes. No, that was and, just and just collaboration solo. singles. But you ain't got a flex on me. I just throwing it, it out there. Yeah, okay, <laughs> trying to make us feel inferior. Yeah, I, damn. I, get I want, it. I want a spark of fire in you guys. Okay. We do. We're supposed to do that. All right. You're not supposed to spark. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> about it. But yo, real shit. This was super dope. Thank you for having me on here. Yeah, this yeah, was thank you for coming through for sure. Let everybody know where to find your stuff or if you have a link or whatever, you know. Yeah, let them know all the links everywhere. Yes, wherever yes. wherever you to find you. To save, to save you time and energy, just go to I am one am.com. All my shit is there. So I am one am.com. Simple. That's how you know she's professional as fuck. <laughs> You can follow me at Silly Strings on Twitter, but on underscores and forever. And it's like, bro, nobody's yeah. gonna remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, again, truly appreciate everybody who joined in. The mm -hmm. comments are—it's very chaotic. I didn't realize it was showing the symbol to all of the platforms. But either way, this was super dope. We'll keep in touch for sure. I'll let you know when this drops and all that good stuff. But yo, everybody, signing off. Hope y'all have a good night. It's late. It's late. It's old people time. Peace. <laughs> Peace. Yo.